The Money Show. Shapeshifters. Tonight, shapeshifters, all shapeshifters do, has a reputation. Some of our shapeshifter reputations are more fun than others. I can happen to take the mickey out of them, but Christelle Coleman's reputation is a deadly serious reputation. She is an entrepreneur who builds insurance businesses. How many have you built so far? Hi, Bruce. Good evening. Is the line clear enough? Clear enough, Christelle. Christelle clear. Absolutely. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, so, so well, thanks for having me on your show. I'm very excited about our chat tonight. So, um, this will now be my third startup. I have been in the industry for more than 30 years. So, you know, it is over a, a span of three decades. Um, but yes, I've been in the business of, of starting up specialist insurance businesses, and I've been privileged to work with some of the well, some of the biggest in, uh, corporates in the market uh, who have uh, supported my dreams, and we've built amazing businesses and we've created jobs. I was listening to your interview with a Standard Bank um, representative a little bit earlier this evening, and I was just reflecting on on you know how many jobs we've created over the years. So, at at my at at this this stage of my life, uh, starting up a new insurance business with a new value proposition and a new approach, and and hopefully creating many more jobs for our economy. And why, could you give it an easier name to pronounce? It's, it's, is it Amy, A-M-I? What is it? <laughs> okay, so the name is definitely an interesting talking point. So um, it, it really, when we, we wanted to create a business that is based on the, you know, the premise of trust and friendship. So insurance as a whole is, uh, is, is a grudge purchase in South Africa. Um, it is not trusted by, uh, you know, many of, many of the policyholders don't trust the insurance companies that they do business with. And the name is actually pronounced Ami, like similar Ami. to the French name Monami, my friend. Oh, um, but the word actually has the same meaning in about 12 different languages around the world. So it's all got to do with, you know, similar, some, the similar spelling, but it's, it's, it's friend, it's mother, it's much loved, it's trusted. And we felt it, it really spoke to, the foundation on which we wanted to uh, to build this business. So Ami is an underwriting manager for Lombard Insurance Company. Uh, so we're not, uh, you know, all on our own and, and trying to do something you know, with uh, with no one behind us. We've got very strong uh, strong uh, investors and backers. And um, yes, and we focus on the personal line segment of the, the industry. So your cars, your homes, your uh, mostly focused on the top end of the market. So your wealth and aspirational segments and. Uh, art collections, whiskey collections, uh, you know, travel insurance, all those sort of more sort of aspirational classes of insurance, but that has got to do with you as an and the, an individual or a family. Now, take me back 30 years. You say you've been in the insurance industry 30 years. Did you start out in corporate? Did you start out like everybody else does, um, sort of in a job? And, 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 uh, and where was that? How did that play out? So, um, I, you know, I... I come from quite a an interesting background. Um, uh, my parents were, you know, I, I didn't come from a privileged upbringing, if I can put it like that. <laughs> we don't have enough time for me to tell you that whole story. Um, but I oh, but I'm quite, but no, the, but I'm um, quite. We, you can tell us. In, um, you can tell us. No, in the early eighties. Um, no, 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 Christelle, 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 
you could tell us the story. Yeah. I want, I do want to hear the story because I, I do like stories of people who are not born to privilege, who who are maybe motivated by the fact that they weren't born to privilege, and that drives them and gives them an energy. Um, do please feel free to tell the story. Sorry to interrupt as you were in full flight, but I I think we'd like to hear it. Okay, Bruce, I've got a um, problem with this towel. I just want to see if I can hear you better. Okay, I'll tell you what, Christelle, we're going to pause for a moment because clearly let's rather get Christelle on a phone line. I mean, these digital lines are absolutely great when they work, but when they don't, they're awful. So let's let Christelle do that. We'll come back to Christelle and that life story. We want the life story. You want the life story? Of course you want the life story. We'll do the life story in a moment. The Money Show. Shapeshifters. So we were about to launch into the detail and the glorious detail of the life and times of Christelle Coleman, the chief executive and founder of AMI, now I know, underwriting managers, part of Lombard Insurance. And then the communication went awry, hoping that we are better communicate, connected now to communicate more clearly, Christelle Coleman. Um, Christelle, um, we, we do want yes. to hear the life story. You can, do, you can do the Reader's Digest version of it because we like stories <laughs> okay. of, of people who are motivated by their backgrounds to do better and to improve the lot of humanity and clearly you're motivated to create jobs and create opportunities so do tell even if it's the Reader's Digest version Okay Bruce thank you so thanks for having me back so my um, I grew up um, on a a wine farm but my parents lost everything and we ended up um, in the early 80s in in Philippine now not to be very um, you know disrespectful for you know towards anyone who lives on, in Crossroads or Philippi, but in 1981, we were the only people, white people who lived there, to give you an idea of how desperate our situation was. And um, my parents were both alcoholics, so, you know, I had a really, really bad start to life. And when I finished school, I just, um, I've always been very industrious. I've always found ways to make money, you know, selling hot dogs in boarding school to pay for my school fees and, you know, just really find a way to, to earn an income. Uh, I went looking for a job. I walked, you know, through the city of Cape Town, walked into Suntom's office and asked if they have a place where I can apply for a job. And I got a job at Suntom straight out of school uh, in 1990. And, um, and and my career in insurance started there. And I always say that the insurance industry is an industry for entrepreneurs and for industrious people. If you are prepared to work hard, study while you work, um, you can get some amazing opportunities. Uh, and my first opportunity came at the age of 24 when I went for a job interview at Hanover Reinsurance. You would you would you know the reinsurance yes. company, one of the big insurers in the world. And um, the CEO at the time, Steve Murphy, used to interview every single person who came to work for the company. And I had an interview with Steve for a, quite a junior job. And I, I told him about, you know, what I did um, with, in my previous job. And he said, why don't you come and start a company for us? And I was like, how? <laughs> oh. well, I didn't even know what an underwriting agency was. And I got offered an opportunity to start a company called Thatch Risk Acceptances, which is a specialist Thatch underwriter at the age of 25. And the company is still going 27 years later. <laughs> Thatch so that Risk startup. Acceptances. I mean, what an astonishing story. And I'm sure you're skipping out a lot of the detail of the sweat and, and, and bloodshed in between, Christelle, because you walk in without a tertiary qualification. Do you study? Do you get tertiary qualifications in the meantime, or are you just too busy for that? No, I mean, in the insurance industry, it's a heavily regulated industry and we have to, you know, have our qualifications from, you know, our legal exams to doing our insurance qualifications. I did, um, Bruce, I am a little bit of a, a adventurous one, so I did attempt to start my MBA two years ago just before I turned 50. I got accepted um, 
uh, because of my career and my history at Stellenbosch Business School. And it's actually the reason why I, start, I decided to try my third startup because I was sitting in class, the oldest in class, obviously. And, um, you know, thinking, am I going to spend two years learning, you know, about stuff that I know and with no disrespect to anyone with an MBA? Or I'm going to, am I going to use two years to build a business? And I decided to, um, to start, you know, to start the long road towards a, um, a financial services startup. It's, it's not that easy nowadays anymore as it was in the 90s. And uh, it takes a long time. But yes, that's why I'm here today. <laughs> so, you, you, so hold on. I, I just need to be absolutely clear. So you don't have a tertiary qualification. You have required insurance qualifications, but you don't have a degree. Because people put a lot no. of, of, of emphasis on degrees. And you must study and you must have a degree. And I don't know what your view is on that now. Uh, but certainly for you, it hasn't been pivotal. No, well, I, I do believe that, um, uh, you know, a strong academic um, sort of background and qualification puts your head in life. You have to work much harder if you don't have that. And my kids definitely are studying for as long as they possibly can and willing to. Um, but I, I never did my degree, no. And it was one of the reasons why I wanted to do my MBA because I was so desperate to get that qualification behind my name. I've got my associateship, which is a qualification in the insurance industry, mm. uh, but no, but no, no, no degree, no. <laughs> but it's funny, the psychology of the degree is, I think, important, but you've dropped out of the MBA, have you? And instead you've gone for... for I the, on hold. The, on hold. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, again, can somebody not give you an honorary MBA? I think a third business startup <laughs> entitles you to at least an honorary MBA or something. Um, what was the, what was number two? So, th- Risk uh, um, uh, it was was in at the in age the of 24, to, uh, yeah. 24, 25 um, within yeah. Hanover Re. What was number two? So um, I approached, you know, I, I ran another specialist UMA for about 10 years called MUA, also part of Hanover Re. And then yes. I had this dream of doing a startup for Old Mutual Insure because I didn't have a wealth offering. So I approached, I approached OMI. And I, like Shark Tank, pitched the idea to do a high net worth startup. So I started up a company five years ago called Elite Risk Acceptances. Yes. Um, which is quite a success. It's a, a huge success story. Um, but I, you know, I like having shareholding in the businesses that I start. <laughs> I think it's very important because that's, so that was the, the, the business model that Hanover Re was very successful in. Um, from from the early days when they started with investing in in in, um, in startups in the 80s, so the, the elite uh, the elite business I didn't have any any shareholding and I thought I could work for a boss and for a corporate, but it it just it, it wasn't for me. Um, and uh, even though I left after we started four years, uh, the company was uh, you know doing exceptionally well. We grew right through COVID, wrote hundreds of millions in premium income and. And, and it's a fantastic business. So um, very proud of that of that business and, and achievement there. But um, it was my own shop. And that's something that's really important to me. Okay. So again, the, you, you helped start it. And so now um, on startup number three, AMI, or Underwriting mm-hmm. Managers, uh, it's under the Lombard stable. But you are now, I'm sure, more inclined to call the shots. Well, I, I'm, I'm not the only shareholder. So the business is Lombard also has a, um, a shareholding in the in in the Ami business, as well as Carl Nolter. He's one of the founders yes. of Easy Equities. Yes, he's my partner. Okay. <laughs> so it's my uh, yeah. So so Carl and I are the two individual shareholders, um, and then we have Lombard as a partner, and then uh, you know we trade as you I, I, I would 
you can say it like that, or we, we underwrite for Lombard Insurance Company license, which is a fantastic business. It's a, you know, it's a privately owned insurance company started in the 1990s in South Africa, but has got a huge global spread. And um, it's a success story in itself, but the way they do things really resonated with what we wanted to achieve in our business. So we're super excited about this. I mean, it's it's a wonderful it's wonderful that you're in this process. I mean, do you see this one as uh, as as the final startup, or do you have a a particular I don't know desire to start these things up? Do you have you you've got you've, you've got the, the sort of you're a sucker for punishment because the the first two or three years of any business is, is so flippant difficult. But if you've got the skill and the ability to do it, it, it I, I wonder whether that becomes addictive or not. I, I, I really, I really don't think I'll do this again. I mean, the, this last time has been particularly challenging because it has become very difficult uh, to do uh, startups in the financial services uh, sector of this nature. You know, I'm not saying it's as hard to start a brokerage, for instance, but the regulatory hoops are endless that you have to jump through. It takes a very long time. And I've been joking um, so often recently to say that people who start up underwriting managers in South Africa at this point in time are the ones who can just hold on long enough to see the business actually go to market because it took us 18 months to get to a point of selling the first policy. Um, You know, it is just incredibly difficult. And um, the market is a lot more risk averse since COVID happened. Um, you know, the, uh, the due diligence exercise that we went through was in- extremely intense. And um, I-, I don't know if I'll be able to, <laughs> to do this again. This is my dream. You know, I've, every time I started a business, it was one step closer to, to where I wanted to be. And I learned through the process. I mean, you were talking about me not having a degree, but I definitely have, uh, you know, you can you learn certain things through starting businesses that you will never learn sitting in a classroom. No, completely, completely. of business. No, but, but, but that's and, why um, yeah. MBA students are sort of, they they, they they building careers. They may be in their late 20s. They've had management yes. responsibility. They've got line reports. There are people who are wanting to embark on the next phase and an MBA accelerates that process and it, it works incredibly well for sort of mid-level um, sort of managers and stuff to, to really get them to understand the language of business and understand the way in which the world connects and, and do it in a fairly quick uh, period of time. Um, and so, yeah, at 50, it was massively ambitious. But I'm glad you you realized that you know all of this stuff already, Crystal. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and, yeah. now, it, it, and again, on, on startup number three, do we box above our weight worldwide in terms of insurance companies? As you say, Lombard, and I was unaware of Lombard's global reach, and I'm going to go do some research on Lombard, because we know Auto in general has done so incredibly well with multiple brands in Asia and Australia and in uh, the United Kingdom, um, where they've, they've got the, the second biggest aggregator um, in the UK, mm-hmm. utterances, uh, but to rethink its model quite a lot in Australia, but it's doing nicely. Suntum um, has done well um, all over the African continent, and is is trying different things all over the place. It does seem as if South Africa, uh, as uh, broadly, is pretty good at this insurance game. We are, and I'm so proud of our industry. Um, for uh, for about uh, for a couple of years, I was uh, CEO of Europe Assistance Africa, 
which is a French-owned um, global organization, 35 countries around the world. I'll tell you, I was the only female CEO in the group, so that was quite an interesting experience with the French. Um, and and uh, um, uh, Generali owns Europe Assistance. So I got to see a lot of what hap- what's happening in insurance world, uh, you know, worldwide. South Africa is extremely innovative and entrepreneurial in the way that we do insurance. Um, another a good example of a company that's gone global that's done really, really well is Hollard. Of and, course. Um, Lombard actually, yeah. actually shares some of its DNA with Hollard because one of the founders of Hollard is also the you know, the founder, owner of Lombard, um, Miles Jaffet. So, um, <laughs> <Of course>. so, <laughs> so, so interesting um, sort of point there, but, you know, Lombard's uh, global turnover is in the region of um, 18 billion rand, of which about 3 billion is in South Africa. And, and most of their business is in the UK where they do specialist lines like pet insurance, travel insurance, liability lines and that sort of thing. These are, this is a South African business that's punching, you know, very, very strongly in the UK market. So we have a lot to be proud of, and I think it's because of um, our innovative approach. And, and we, South Africans, we hate insurance. I, you know, I also have an insurance policy. Um, but we, we live in a country with uh, a diverse set of risks. Uh, we have to be very innovative in how we manage and um, price these risks and the products that we develop. And, uh, you know, we, we're up for the challenge. And I think that's quite attractive to some of the more conservative markets. Uh, you know, in the, in the, for instance, by way of example, in the UK, you take out a motor policy with one insurer and a home policy with another insurer. But, you know, this, this policy um, set-up that we have in South Africa where everything's under one policy, that was something that was invented here by sometime in the year, you know, to, I don't know, in the 70s with a multiplex policy. That was brand new innovation and not something that everyone does. So um, I think that's why we are seen as, as you know, forerunners as far as innovation is concerned. Christelle, what a pleasure to talk to you this evening. I'm glad we got you on a clear line. And thank you for giving thank us a little you. taste taste of, a, of an astonishing career. Chief Executive and founder of Ami Underwriting Managers. Now I know how to pronounce it. Christelle Coleman this evening.